It's almost 6 a.m. on the West Coast, almost 9 a.m. on the East Coast of America, almost 2 in London, England, 7.30-ish in Mumbai, India. In Kyoto, Japan, it's just before 11 p.m. And in Malaysia, it's 1984. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Hello, welcome, happy Monday. Thanks to Stream Beats for the cool tunes, some Christmas stuff for you there. Yeah, we're a little early tonight. Not by far, by a minute or so, but that's okay. We are live right now across four different platforms. Rumble.com is where you will find us there. Uh, Also, Twitch.tv, YouTube, and Facebook Live. (laughs) We're also a podcast, of course. You're listening after we were live to the audio part of the show across all the podcast platforms from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio... We, we finally made it to Radio Public. Yes! Thank you, Radio Public. We are now on Radio Public as one of our platforms for our podcast. Hello to all of our new listeners over there and downloaders. Uh, Geo7 uh, in India, where we have a huge audience. I... I I don't do anything particularly geared towards our Indian friends, but we welcome you. We love you. Thank you so much. Uh, we do very well in uh, in India and uh, across the planet. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're live. If you're listening to the podcast, it is the audio only. A lot of stuff we do is visual. So, by all means, we'll hang out share a chat for an hour or less. And uh, if you'd like to see any of the stuff that we are talking about, you can either go to any of the four channels I mentioned, Rumble, YouTube, Twitch.tv, or Facebook. Check out the show, look for that logo, and you'll find us, and you can watch the video replay. Because we, it's there, it's available, and it's free. It's also free to hit that subscribe button down there, or follow on Facebook. So please do that, too. It helps the, helps the stream a lot. And, of course, if you really want to dig into your pocket just a little bit and help, you can go to patreon.com slash jsheldon, and you can uh, sign up there for uh, some, some cool merchandise and stuff and some bonuses we give you if you are a paying member to support. We are also on Locals. We're not live yet on Locals. We're working on it. But you can see our show on Locals.com. Just look for us over there. And I am now also, have been for a while, but I'm also now on Getter. If you really want to see where I stand politically, go to Getter. Because there's no holds barred on the Jay Sheldon account on Getter. So do check that out. All right. If you want to see where I stand as far as Miko goes, it's time. Miko Update. Me, 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 go update. Me, 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 me. What a weekend. Oh my, oh my. We had the absolute best time, and I am going to show you that in just a minute. Give me just a second here. There we go. This is the little lady at the beach. We went back to Morib Beach. We had been there before. Uh, but we went in the early morning this time. 
It's about an hour away from where we stay, and uh, the tide was back out, as you can see here. But this time, Jay was smart enough to actually wear something he could go in the water with instead of long pants and sports shoes. So in we went, and man, she loved it. Check this out. This is her chasing the waves. She's watch her. There she goes. See, she's actually when she sees one, and here, hang out. Wait, there you go. <laughs> she's chasing the waves. Oh man, she had the best time. And then uh, we act. There you go. Yeah, this is me. Uh, she's out. As you can see, she's about halfway up. She was out even deeper than that. I'm not. I'm not sure we've got that on video. But yeah, that's me. Still not wearing pants, I might add. And look at that. Look at that. She loves it. She had the best time. And all the other Sheba uh, mummies and daddies were there and uh, also have it. Look at that. She's just jumps right in, not afraid at all, and had a fantastic time. It, it, was, uh, it was amazing. There you go. See how deep she is? She's not actually swimming. She's got her feet on the ground. But um, it was just an incredible. Yeah, there's, that's how far out we went. It was so nice. It's so great. I'm so glad we uh, we headed back there. Had an absolutely fantastic time. Miko had the time of her life. And as if that wasn't enough, that was Sunday morning. On Sunday evening, we went to... What's this place called? Oh, Gamuda Gardens. Yeah, uh, Gamuda Gardens is in Rawang here in Malaysia. And uh, we had a fantastic time. And check this out. Miko had her first experience seeing a horse. She had no idea what this was. Look at the way she reacts. She's like, what the hell is that giant thing? And then the horse wasn't afraid. I've had horses. I've owned two horses in my life. One actually looked like this one. Um, I was keeping her on a tight leash. I didn't want her to take a chance of... Uh, you know, getting too close. But uh, I don't know if it's in this video or not, but watch this. She's she's looking, she's looking at the horse like, what the hell is that? And then she does this. This is what she does when she wants to play. See, that's, that's the kind of thing she does whenever she's with another dog and she wants to play. But uh, she gave a bark and then we wanted to go because we, we didn't want to scare the horse. But um yeah, we had a chance to uh, head out into, there's a dog uh, off-leash area there. And this is her saying, there is no way I'm jumping over that. <laughs> there's her champion pose. Uh, actually, somebody said the next Shiba Inu champion. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Um, yeah, she had an absolute ball at the, uh, at the park. And it's all decorated up for Christmas. Um she would not go through this tunnel no matter what. Um, so we uh, we got her up. And not only that, but where's the picture here? There we go. All right. Let me see. Ah, here we go. They had uh, some fake snow coming out of the Christmas tree. And you can see both me and Miko are completely covered. There's the snow. It looked a lot like snow. It really was. I think it was some sort of soap suds or something. But it looked great. It was fantastic. Shot way up in the air. 
Snowing in Malaysia. Look at that. All covered all over the shirt. <laughs> it's fantastic. It was so much fun. It really was. It was a blast. There you go. There's the little lady. <laughs> in the snow in Malaysia. It was great. Thanks to Gamuru Gardens. Uh, they, they put on a great show there. Yeah, fantastic. All right. So that's our Miko update for tonight. <laughs> She's doing great. Uh, we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. <clears throat> and then don't forget, coming up at the end of the stream, we will continue with Truman Capote's A Christmas Memory, my all-time favorite Christmas story. And uh, we're doing it in segments leading up to Christmas, of course, which is, what, less than, a, less than two weeks away? Yeah, less than two weeks away. Goodness. All right. Well, uh, for those of you who are listening in other parts of the world that are not blatantly racist and are not living in race-based communities, this might be a little weird for you, because I can picture somebody in the U.S. going, what? But, yeah, I live in Malaysia, where everything is race-based. There are tick boxes when you fill out a form that says, Malay, Chinese, Indian, Dan Lain Lain, which means others, which is basically the one I tick. Um, a lot of people have the system and will write in Malaysian because that's what everyone is but uh, it's still race-based systems they use here crazy enough well I I'm not going to get into this heavy-duty thing because I don't want to get that much into the politics of the situation I will tell you that someone who used to be very famous and probably ought to just retire fade off into the sunset um, came out with some comment about how uh, the alleged comment quoted by Malaysia Kinney, uh, they, the Malaysian Chinese, preserved their own community, their own customs, their own ways. And he reportedly added, for example, the Chinese eat with chopsticks. They don't eat with their hands. They have not adopted the Malaysian way of eating food. Okay, So that's um, kind of where we stand here with this bullcrap that uh, goes on with race and all that junk. So anyway, we'll put that aside. I want to share my next story with you. And this comes to us from the good folks at World of Buzz. There is a link in the show notes tonight, so you can read the whole article. And uh, not that it's related to the first story I covered, but if you want to make the connection, go right ahead. Domino's Japan awards customers with golden chopsticks. So they can use them to eat pizza. Mm hmm. Nice. Check this out. Look at that. They're beautiful. An actual pair of golden chopsticks. I don't know why there are dice down there. Oh, that's the Domino's logo. Duh. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Somebody eating pizza with chopsticks. And um, when we think of chopsticks, we, of course, think of Asian food. Rice, noodles, sushi more. Having pizza with a pair of golden chopsticks, well, that is another level of Asianist. Uh, the famous pizza chain Domino's in Japan recently introduced the Ura Domino's Overflow series, where the pizzas are filled with six times the usual amount of toppings, hence the name Overflow. Each set of this pizza comes with a pair of golden chopsticks, 
to eat there with. Uh, Domino's Japan said that is the best way to keep the pizza toppings from spilling out and falling all over the place. Japan also knows, uh, known for its creative eye-opening products and activities. And Japan uh, Domino's awarding its customers with free pizza coupons and a pair of 18-carat gold chopsticks to celebrate the release of the series of overflow pizzas. So there you go. So uh, embrace your culture, Japan, and thank you for doing it. <laughs> All right. You know, for some reason, we're talking a lot about Malaysian culture tonight. I don't know. I didn't plan it that way. Sorry, coffee break time. All right. Again, World of Buzz. We got a lot of articles from these guys tonight. We love World of Buzz. Um, six old-fashioned things that our Malaysian society taught us that we should 100% unlearn for a better future. And here you go. The link's in the show notes. You want to read the whole article, check it out. I encourage you to do that at World of Buzz. Must get married, must buy a house, and must have kids before you're 30. We have aunties and uncles who approach us at every family gathering and ask about our life achievements. To them, in order to be successful, you have to get married, you have to own property, you have to have children by the time you're 30. If you're single and living with your parents, don't run away from your uncles and aunts. Let them know that it's okay that you haven't achieved certain goals in your life yet, or you haven't met that someone special yet. And what really matters is that you are healthy and that you are happy. Now, good luck arguing that, but uh, seriously, I, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Be you. You do you, okay? Don't feel like you've got to follow somebody else's rules. You do you. All right. Being sad and depressed makes you weak. Another belief we hold. Rather dear to our hearts here. It's pervasive. People who express sadness are often uh, deemed as attention seekers or emotionally weak. A shout out to all the fellow crybabies out there. Tons of stressful events in our life. The last two years have been times a hundred. Uh, failing a test, losing a job, expressing sadness does not make you weak. It makes you human. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, I'm not going to read all these articles, but I encourage you to check it out at World of Buzz. Links in the show notes. Um, here's another one. Working hard and being better than everybody else equals success. Without us realizing it, we become so kiasu. And if I get this wrong, correct me. But kiasu is a Singaporean word, I think. It started there. But it, it basically means as long as I'm ahead of you, then nothing else matters. Right, wrong, whatever, as long as I'm before you, that's being kiasu. Whether it's in traffic or in line for something or whatever it is, I'm better than you. Um, we become so kiasu that uh, we want to be the best at whatever we do, at work, in our social circles, 
And as a result, we tend to overlook the progress we've actually made over time, even if we haven't won yet. Uh, we might even hurt people along the way in, in our kiasunness. About time to tone down our obsession with outcomes and place more focus on progress. You know, it's like somebody said about the, uh, the light bulb with Edison. He didn't fail 99 times. He found 99 ways not to make a light bulb until on his 100th try, or whatever that number was, he found the right way to make a light bulb. Anyway, work hard, work smart, play hard, YOLO, and don't forget to treat yourself once in a while. Uh, celebrate how far you've come, whether or not you've reached your goals. This list goes on, and they're really, really good. Please do read them, and don't just read them. Take them to heart. Learn a lesson on what's written here, because seriously, some life lessons that will make you feel about better about things. And these days, we could all use everything we can get our hands on to feel better. Mm. All right, what else have we got? Uh, oh, Ranker.com. Ranker.com is the coolest site. Now, it's all full of ads. It's tough to, like, get the ads out of the way to actually look at the articles. But um, this is some weird stuff that I, it, you know, it's, it's like most of this show. It's just a collection of crap I find on the net that I think is cool and interesting. So, um this is really cool. Ranker.com, links in the show notes. Check it out. Since it is the holiday season, Christmas is less than two weeks away, I really love this one. Snow globes. You know snow globes? They're the little round glass balls filled with like a scene inside, snowman or a church or pine trees, whatever it is, and you shake it and the snow inside flies around. They were invented in a failed attempt to build a better light bulb. Seriously, I had no idea. Yeah, there's a snow globe. You can see a picture of it here, right there. The snow globe, invented by Erwin Percy back in 1900. Wow, it's old. According to his grandson, Percy was an engineer that specialized in designing medical tools. And this was at a time when doctors were using electric lights for their surgical operating rooms, but the light wasn't very bright. And he was asked to improve them, make them brighter for the operating theater. Apparently, uh, shoemakers in this era would fill glass balls with water in order to magnify the lights of their candles. Well, he tried to do the same thing with electric light, not successful. He tried filling the globes with metal to better reflect the light. That didn't work. The metal sank. He then tried semolina flakes, and these swirled in the water and remained afloat. The results reminded Percy of falling snow, so he took one of these globes, put a little miniature church inside for fun, and he later applied for a patent and received the patent for his, quote, glass ball with snow effect. How cool is that? There you go. 
I mean, we all know these snow globes, and I had no idea where they actually came from or how they were invented. And there you go. Thank you, Erwin Percy, back in uh, 1900. This cool article from Ranker has tons of these kinds of stuff in it. Uh, ancient Roman concrete was so durable, it actually gets stronger over time. You know, the concrete we make these days just wink weakens eventually and falls apart. But the ancient Roman concrete actually gets stronger as the years go by. It is mixed with volcanic ash. That's why. Again, I'm going to spend a lot of time on this, but do check out the articles. It's got some really, really cool stuff in there. And again, links in the show notes uh, at the listing for the page here. All right. What else have we got happening? Did you know we have a hybrid zoo in Malaysia? Yeah, we actually do. I know, weird. Uh, the world's first hybrid zoo is here, and it's in Kwantan. Seriously? This is from, again, World of Buzz. Thank you, folks. Uh, links in the show notes. Check it out. From Jurassic World to Hobbiton in the Shire. There's some pictures here of... Uh, some dinosaurs, very cool, looks like velociraptors, and a hobbit house. Uh, residents of Kwantan and those looking for a family fun time are in for a treat. The world's first hybrid zoo is here. Um, what is a hybrid zoo? Visitors of the Taman Terutum Mini Zoo in Kwantan in Pahang uh, will not only be able to see real animals, but also extinct prehistoric animals in animatronic form. That's cool. Uh, thanks to a collaboration with the zoo and Dinosaur Encounter. I'll tell you what, the Dinosaur Encounter people do an amazing job with their animatronic dinosaurs. I actually voice, I did the voice narration for a film promoting the uh, Dinosaur Encounter show. It's amazing you've got to see this check this out and um yeah they uh, they put up a facebook post about what you can expect from this uh, new attraction there's a picture of some folks at the dinosaur park actually it does look a bit like jurassic park doesn't it very cool and uh there you go there's a look inside the park and some of the uh, animatronic things running around there Whoa. And a T-Rex, of course. <laughs> the entire area of the zoo, about 30% has been retained for live animal exhibitions, and the rest developed through edutourism projects, which will also house themed cafes, dinosaur labs, and so on. And that, according to the uh, Majlis Bandaraya Kwantan Secretary, Datuk Hamiza Hamza. So, it also has a hobbit house. <laughs> There's a picture there. And uh, dinosaur encounter, the mini zoo, and a hobbit house. Very cool. So, there's a weekend trip for you guys to plan with your families. Looks like a, uh, looks like a cool place in, uh, in Kwantan, in Pahang. All right. What else we got? Oh, I know. Cool. I got a bunch of these, so we'll be spreading them out throughout the different uh, shows we do leading up to uh, Christmas. They just, uh, they just started a 
Secret Santa gift exchange at at my work. I hate these things. I re- you never know what to buy. Seriously. But strangely enough, in this day of working from home and social distancing garbage and all that malarkey, um, they've actually found an app to do the Secret Santa. So I have to go on and pick a name. or It's random, I think. It automatically matches you with somebody. And then you have, to, you have a certain amount that you have to spend. But anyway, if you're looking for some gift ideas, because I never know what to buy people. Never. I suck at buying gifts for people, uh, for the most part. So again, thank you, World of Buzz. Links in the show notes. Please go check them out. Seven practical yet aesthetic gifts for under 50 ringgit that any Malaysian would love. Now, if you're not in Malaysia, you can just do a search for your, you know, USD to MYR is the three-letter code for Malaysian ringgit. Uh, Under 50 ringgit, which I think at today's exchange rate, that would be like free for you in America. It's, (laughs) no, it's, it's like about maybe 10, 15 bucks, something like that, USD. Uh, we all love getting gifts, but being a gift giver can be challenging, like with this guy. And uh, your our best tips, something practical that people can use in their daily lives. And that way, too, whenever they see the gift, every day when they use it, they'll think of you, which is a good idea. Uh, and your gift won't end up collecting dust somewhere. Um, these are neat ideas. Read diffusers. You've seen these before, but they actually are a nice gift. They they fill every room they're in with scents, make any home smell like a meadow. And they're around 49 bucks, just about 50 bucks. Not bad. Cool. High quality bath towels. Now that, to me, a bath towel seems a bit personal, but not really. I mean... It's a nice, you know, if it's if it's a high quality towel. I mean, really soft, really absorbent. Uh, you know, you can get them for usually under fifty bucks, and um, not a bad idea. You know, some nice, uh, nice high quality bath towel would not be. A, I, I need to replace my bath towels. As a matter of fact, if anyone's watching that wants to buy me a gift, I could use some new bath towels. Plush toys to accompany cozy nights at home. Uh, those are relatively inexpensive. It says right here for in ringgit, it's uh, about 23 ringgit to 36 ringgit, something like that. Um, yeah, all right. That's kind of cool. You could probably get two or maybe three of them for under 50 bucks. Mm, oh, these are cute. <laughs> Little teardrop, uh, teardrop plushies. I like those. Uh, fake plants. Now look, Fake plants sound like a goofy gift, but some people suck at taking care of plants. So they have these days some amazing plastic plants. They look so real. It is unbelievable. I mean, they really do. And they not only the plants look real, but the substrate, the, the, the dirt they're in. It all, you can't tell until you actually go up and touch these things. I'll let you in on a little show secret. You see these plants that have been behind me since like episode three, 
they're all fake. I don't water them. I don't do nothing. They sit there in the dark when I'm not on the air and just vegetate. Pun intended. These are fake. They actually look really nice, even up close. You can't tell these aren't real plants. So anyway, it's not a bad idea. Some good, high-quality fake plants. That way, they don't have to take care of them, and they look good. Uh, candle holders, another great idea for a holiday gift, if you're looking. You can, they can be used all year long. If you buy one that isn't particularly Christmas-oriented, something like the picture that's showing there, it's got a little star on it, but, I mean, so what? Um, nice idea. And again, a little votive candle in there. Anyway, the list goes on. Check it out, World of Buzz. You can find the link down there in the show notes and help you to... Uh, Maybe solve some of your gift-giving problems this season. All right. I got one more. One more. And then we're going to get on to another little piece of uh, Truman Capote's A Christmas Memory. That'll be coming up. All right. Do you like the color green? Do you really like the color green? Well, for some reason, and I don't know why... But the folks at SGAG, or SCAG, <laughs> put this up on their Facebook page. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you know those things that say, uh, nobody, and then they ask something, and then everyone else? Well, it's one of those kind of memes, uh, or memes. Uh, nobody, blank. Malay houses in the 90s. Lime green. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why, but for some reason, this, in my business, this is chroma key green. The reason, you can use any color for chroma key, and the software, the video software, the editing software, simply you tell it what color to get rid of and what to replace it with, and that's how chroma key works. Chroma meaning color, and you key out the color. Well, we use this color in most chroma key applications, or blue, but green is more prevalent, this lime green, because nobody wears lime green. If you have any respect for fashion at all, Seriously, don't wear this color. Uh, anyway, you can't wear this color, of course, if you're doing chroma key footage. But for some reason, this color is insanely popular in Malaysian houses. And I have no idea why. I asked someone to explain it once, and their explanation actually made sense. It goes back to, she said, in the 60s. I hope I'm telling this story right. But in the 60s, everyone in the kampong, in the small villages, wanted to be like the folks in KL. And one of the ways they could kind of impress people that they were imitating the city folks in their little kampongs would be to paint their houses in these awful colors because 
in the 60s, these were hot pop art, psychedelic, cool colors that the folks in Kuala Lumpur were using in their homes. And it just stayed to this day. To this day, just like the bottom picture down here, you see this? This is such a typical home, all painted in this god-awful lime green. Not only inside, but sometimes the outside of the houses. You know what? If you like it, you do you. Far be it from me. You do you. If that's your color, knock yourself out. It's just... Yeah, yeah okay. But anyway, see, there, there's another, another shot here. Uh, this uh, person says, literally, the house I bought. Two tones of green. There you go. Uh, this is kind of a muted green. This is not bad, like a, a fern green, maybe. And, uh, yeah, there's a... That's okay. It's the lime green. It's that awful... Yeah, see? Here's a chroma key studio. There you go. <laughs> Emerald green, fern green, forest green, fine. But this is meant for chroma key studios, not for people's houses. Please don't do that. don't know why that was the best explanation anyone ever came up with was the fact that um that people were trying to copy the city folks to impress their friends and at that time in the 60s the 50s and 60s this lime green was popular with the city folks go figure huh well that was a loud swallow okay <laughs> yes i had a coffee break okay give me a it's time. All right. It's time to move on. Our last part of the show here, as we always do, uh, and continue on with our story. This is my absolute all-time favorite Christmas story. It was written by Truman Capote. And in fact, uh, where are we? Ah, here we go. Okay. Uh, it was written by Truman Capote. And um, it's an amazing story. And it centers on Christmas. So I thought this was a great way to uh, wrap up. We did Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. We ended that, and then we moved on to Truman Capote's A Christmas Memory. And uh, we left it off last time halfway through or a quarter of the way through the story uh, with the words, The buggy is empty and the bowl is brimful. We eat our supper. Cold biscuits, bacon, blackberry jam, and discuss tomorrow. Tomorrow, the kind of work I like best begins. Buying. Cherries and citron, ginger and vanilla and canned Hawaiian pineapple. Rinds and raisins, walnuts and whiskey. Oh, so much flour, butter, so many eggs, spices, flavorings. Why, we'll need a pony to pull the buggy home. But before these purchases can be made, there is the question of money. Neither of us has any, except for skin flint sums persons in the house occasionally provide. A dime is considered very big money, or what we earn ourselves from various activities. 
holding rummage sales, selling buckets of hand-picked blackberries, jars of homemade jam and apple jelly and peach preserves, rounding up flowers for funerals and weddings. Once we won 79th prize, five dollars in a national football contest. Not that we know a fool thing about football. It's just that we enter any contest we hear about. At the moment, our hopes are centered on the $50,000 grand prize being offered to name a new brand of coffee. We suggested AM, and after some hesitation, for my friend thought it perhaps sacrilegious, the slogan, AM, Amen. To tell the truth, our only really profitable enterprise was the Fun and Freak Museum we conducted in a backyard woodshed two summers ago. The Fun was a stereo-opticon with slide views of Washington and New York, lent us by a relative who'd been to those places. She was furious when she discovered why we'd borrowed it. The Freak was a three-legged bitty chicken hatched by one of our own hens. Everybody hereabouts wanted to see that bitty. We charged grown-ups a nickel and kids two cents and took in a good $20 before the museum shut down due to the decease of its main attraction. But one way and another, we do each year accumulate Christmas savings, a fruitcake fund. These monies we keep hidden in an ancient bead purse, under a loose board, under the floor, under a chamber pot, under my friend's bed. The purse is seldom removed from this safe location except to make a deposit or, as it happens every Saturday, a withdrawal. For on Saturdays, I'm allowed ten cents to go to the picture show. My friend has never seen a picture show. Nor does she intend to. I'd rather hear you tell the story, buddy. That way I can imagine it more. Besides, a person my age shouldn't squander their eyes. When the Lord comes, let me see him clear. In addition to never having seen a movie, she has never eaten in a restaurant, traveled more than five miles from home, received or sent a telegram, read anything except funny papers and the Bible, worn cosmetics, cursed, wished someone harm, told a lie on purpose, let a hungry dog go hungry. Here are a few things she has done, does do. Killed with a hoe, the biggest rattlesnake ever seen in this county. Sixteen rattles. Dip snuff, secretly. Tame hummingbirds, just to try it, till they balance on her finger. Tell ghost stories we both believe in ghosts. So tingly they chill you in July. Talk to herself. Take walks in the rain. Grow the prettiest japonicas in town. Know the recipe for every sort of old-time Indian cure, including a magical wart remover. 
Well, now with supper finished, we retire to the room in a faraway part of the house where my friend sleeps in a scrap quilt-covered iron bed painted rose pink, her favorite color. Silently, wallowing in the pleasures of conspiracy, we take the bead purse from its secret place and spill its contents on the scrap quilt. Dollar bills, tightly rolled and green as May buds, somber fifty-cent pieces, heavy enough to weight a dead man's eyes, lovely dimes, the liveliest coin, the one that really jingles, nickels and quarters worn smooth as creek pebbles, but mostly a hateful heap of bitter-odored pennies. Last summer, others in the house contracted to pay us a penny for every twenty-five flies we killed. Oh, the carnage of August! The flies that flew to heaven. Yet it was not work in which we took pride. And as we sit counting pennies, it is as though we were back tabulating dead flies. Neither of us has a head for figures. We count slowly, lose track, start again. According to her calculations, we have $12.73. According to mine, exactly $13. I do hope you're wrong, buddy. We can't mess around with 13. The cakes will fall. Or put somebody in the cemetery. Why, I, I wouldn't dream of even getting out of bed on the 13th. And this is true. She always spends 13ths in bed. So, to be on the safe side, we subtract a penny and toss it out the window. And that's where we'll leave our story for tonight. The amazing Truman Capote and a Christmas memory. We'll continue that story on Wednesday night, so please join us for that. All right, my friends, you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash Sheldon. That's where you will find us, and you can uh, get some special tier levels of support there if you want to check it out, patreon.com slash Sheldon. I'm also on Locals. You can follow us over there, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, at It's J, it's J Sheldon. Uh, over there on Twitter, if you want. And uh, I will see you again Wednesday night, same time, same channels. Thanks for listening in on the podcast, too, and thanks for the download. We love you guys. I'll see you Wednesday. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants. Good night. <laughs>